This episode of the You and Me podcast is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. This episode spotlight COVID-19's effect on large-scale events and weddings and the process in which couples are now faced with having to pivot from what they may have thought that they wanted to now what they may realistically have. I'm Laura from Wonderlust Creative, a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specializes in creating unique and personal events, and I am joined by Andy, owner of The Bridal Journey, a premium wedding blog and research platform, the best go-to for all your wedding inspiration. Today on the show, Andy and I chat about the shift in focus on wedding day rules, elopements and intimate events, and what that actually means for you as a couple, and how potentially changing the narrative on weddings will help shape this new course for the wedding industry's future. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So... We are back again. We had so much incredible feedback from our COVID and weddings episode that we've decided to tackle the next best or the next biggest thing in the environment right now for weddings, which is elopements or some people call them micro weddings, some people call them private events. So, um, you know, off the back of our COVID episode, I think it's only fitting that we now discuss what we can and can't do when it comes to a teeny tiny little wedding and a change of plan. Okay, great. So I think um, I'll interview you and ask you the questions from our (laughs) listeners who have kindly messaged us on um, our Instagram account, the You and Me podcast, and um, wanted to find out all about elopements and, um, you know, because there's obviously a lot of postponements going around. So we'll just dive straight in. How do you view the current situation in Victoria in relation to weddings with the new lockdown laws in Metro Melbourne? So Obviously, Melbourne is at stage four at the moment, um, regional stage three. So what's your current view on a as a wedding event planner and stylist? Um, look, COVID's had such a detrimental effect on weddings, you know, right across the globe, not just here. So it's it's really hard for many to be able to keep an upbeat view on the situation, you know, and how to feel about the entire process as it is right now. So you know, as of today, there are no weddings allowed in Metro Melbourne. Like this is the first time that it's illegal to marry in Melbourne as a whole, which, you know, you can imagine has had such a massive impact emotionally, not only on the couple though who are hoping to get married, but also all the businesses within this amazing industry. I mean, it's completely unprecedented as a whole to ban a celebration like this. It's it's massive. We've never seen it before. Um, we've come so far as well. You know, in 2017, we were able to pass legislation on same-sex marriage for the LGBTQ community, um, which was, you know, just the most magical experience for so many. And now COVID's just thrown, you know, this new their newfound freedom and all their plans into disarray with the rest of the couples. Yet, I don't know, this may actually be allowing couples to focus on the wedding that they may actually want rather than a wedding that they may have thought they needed to have. So it's a blessing, a silver, what do they say? It's a cloud with a silver lining, I think. So, I mean, with all the current lockdown restrictions in place in Victoria, it's really unfortunate, but we have no real idea of how or when things are going to return to normal. And like I'm using normal in quotation marks here because we also need to consider that we may now be viewing a new normal potentially. Um, I wish we had 
a bit more of a roadmap to be able to navigate with our couples. I know it's super hard um, for all vendors at the moment to help their couples when, you know, we're flying almost as blind as they are. It's really tough. Um, It's really depressing. Your emotions ebb and flow. I know a couple of weeks ago I I had a really bad week, a really, you know, a week where I had to, um, you know, take a step back and take a big deep breath because it was getting to me. But I think that we need to take the positives out of this situation because that's all we can really do. It gives us all, vendors and couples, kind of a chance to reinvent the narrative for weddings. We, you know, pivot, and I really hate using that word, but it does work right now, Um, all our ideas, and it allows us to explore a concept of an intimate wedding or an elopement a bit further, which is exciting in itself. Yeah, I've had a few friends that are actually quite thankful (laughs) that they don't have to invite, um, you know, that huge guest list that their parents (laughs) want them to have. So I think it is working out for some people who, you know, didn't initially perhaps want that big wedding that you know, they were, they were supposed to have. And what are your thoughts, you know, should people elope now and have a bigger wedding or a party later on? You know, is there a massive cost involved in doing just a ceremony? Oh, God, that's such good. I love the questions that come through. Look, I think couples need to think about two approaches when considering whether or not to change their entire wedding day to just being a ceremony. And, you know, this this is pretty dependent on where they choose to have their ceremony. So should the couple be looking to book their ceremony at a different location than they'd originally intended? You know, for example, if they go from a church to a garden, then there may be a minimum spend cost associated with this. Um, if you choose a venue, the venue may have a higher fee, a ceremony fee, potentially some time restraints as to when, you know, you're able to have your ceremony. And potentially they also have a minimum spend for the room book. So if you decide on a garden or even a national park, you really need to be cautious of their rules and regulations, any permit fees and any terms and conditions that come with getting married outside because contrary to I think a lot of people's beliefs, it's not just that easy. You know, are you allowed to have alcohol for a toast for you and your partner um, in the open in public? You can get a permit for it in certain areas, but you're not going to know that until you do some research. So look, changing your date for your celebrant and photographer, et cetera, to be able to attend an elopement styled ceremony may not necessarily incur additional costs from them. However, you just need to make really sure that the new available dates and times work for everybody. And um, do photographers charge the same amount for um, an elopement or, you know, how does that kind of pan out? A lot of photographers have had to um, or have wanted to for couples. I shouldn't say they had to because they don't have to do anything. A lot of vendors, including photographers, have added into their packages a small or an intimate wedding wedding package that could, could consist of, you know, anywhere from three to five hours worth of photography to be able to allow couples to still get an amazing experience with an amazing photographer yet have them at a reduced rate for their reduced hours. Um, So lots of suppliers are doing little things like that that can help out the couple, um, make their decision a little bit easier, whether or not they want to include somebody new if they do or whether or not they want to shift what package they 
purchase with their original supplier, you know, and it just makes um, makes it a lot easier for both of them to, the photographer still wants your business and still obviously wants to be a part of your special day and you want them there, but it's got to work for both. So I think one of the biggest things choosing to elope now and having a party later that, you know, people need to be a little bit more mindful of is costs associated with businesses if you cancel their services entirely or even potentially postponing their services a little bit too close to your original wedding date. So like, this kind of sounds hard to hear, but small businesses don't have, you know, extra cost in there to be unfair. They don't have them there intentionally to make extra money off a couple like of the, the wedding tax that, you know, people don't speak about as much anymore, but it's still a little bit there. But, you know, the earlier you make a decision to postpone and the better it is not only for you guys as a couple, but obviously your vendors as well. Great. And um, how do you even plan an elopement? Um, you know, what kind of steps do you need to take? Um, how would you go about planning it? Mm, look, it's kind of, you, you've got to treat an elopement the same way that you, you know, in the same process that you treat a wedding. Um, a smaller wedding may have less organised but it includes a lot of the nitty gritty details that the couple may or may not know about or remember, um, you know, that their venue might've been doing for them or, um, you know, somebody else. So they might want to enlist the help of a wedding planner or an on the day coordination company just to be able to guide them through this change and this brand new process that and, they're going through. And can you explain what an on the day coordination company is for those that don't know? Yeah, of course. So um, generally a company will have a, most of the time they have an event management background. Um, so they understand completely the runnings of a large scale event. And these guys will come in sort of two to four weeks before your wedding day, have a big discussion with you, get all your supplier information, what you've booked, how you've booked them, develop run sheets for you in conjunction with all your suppliers and your venue, communicate to all your suppliers all the necessary timelines that they need to adhere to and then be on the day at the venue, at the space for the couple, for their family, just to make sure that everything is super seamless and stress-free. So you can imagine the importance of having somebody like that at a large scale wedding, it's just as important to think about having somebody like that at an intimate elopement because, you know, you don't want to have to think about what you're doing. You you want somebody else to do it for you because it's still your wedding day. And um, on the Bridal Journey COVID Facebook group, I've had a lot of brides kind of ask, how do I go about letting guests know of the changes for the mm. wedding? So what would you suggest for that? It's, um yeah, look, it's there's it's it's etiquette you've got you've got to have um you know the usual let them know early and be super honest and upfront about it so send them an email a text message get your graphic designer who did your stationery to design an e-card um design a new postponement info card you know Lots of vendors, lots of stationery or graphic designers are doing that at the moment. Um, and it allows you also to, you know, maybe have a bit of a joke or play on words and make light of a situation that's a pretty grey one. So Yeah, we just recently did a giveaway on the You and Me podcast with Studio Silver and I think she was um, creating some pre-made invites saying, fuck you, Rona, to send out <laughs> to guests. Yeah, exactly. Quite <laughs> interesting. And then so... You're planning your elopement. What kind of laws and regulations do you need to consider? Okay, so you really need to just 
take into account um, where you are, your local or your regional or your shire laws and regulations. Um, you know, if it's outdoors and you're having a ceremony in a, a park or gardens, like a national park, then you've got to make sure you discuss with the local council any fees or waivers that you might need to sign, um, plus their do's or don'ts for their space because, you know, the last thing you'd need is a ranger coming to disrupt your vows because you can't be in a certain area or you've got the champagne out and you haven't paid for, a, you know, a, a temporary liquor licence. So, um, you know, chances of that happening aren't necessarily high, but God forbid after everything a couple have been through, they need that to happen. So, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is just how to plan it, discuss every thought you have with your vendors, you know, discuss your thoughts, your new hopes for the day. Um, they'll have heaps of new ideas for you to consider also, and they'll all band together to make sure you have the most amazing day, regardless of the circumstances. They know all their legal requirements for their own business as well. So, you know, to keep you on top of little things like um, your celebrant will know how far in advance you need to lodge your in notice of intent to marry. Um, because you can't just wake up one day and decide to legally get married tomorrow. Um, so lean on your professionals for advice and suggestions because, you know, they're in the best seat to be able to help you should you want to do it yourself and not hire someone to do it for you. Yeah, and I read recently a bridezilla demanded that guests submit um, application <laughs> essays in order to receive a wedding invite. Um, so I think she, you know, as a result, she's sending out re-invites and asked um, everyone to RSVP again. Um, and in order to figure out like who to invite and who to cut, she's asking all the confirmed guests to submit two so not only one, but two, 250 word essays to two questions. So, um, you know, that will help her use these essays to choose who can come or not based on the people's um, enthusiasm. And people who didn't write the essays at all were automatically disqualified. Um, and I think it kind of went a bit viral oh. because a sister, um, you know, complained about it and um, you know, it was all over the news and things like that. And I know we touched on it a bit earlier before um, about, you know, in regards to elopement etiquette. Um, but how do you tell guests that you're no longer invited? You're no longer having a wedding. Um, you know, you're scaling back your wedding. So perhaps you're having a smaller guest count. Um, and even if you want to elope on the actual day. <laughs> Well, you don't do it how she did it. Oh, obviously, this is just one of the most insane things I've ever read. Like, not only is she not the only person getting married, but I'm pretty sure there's been some bad things go on with her friends and family in their own lives. So you do not do that. There's, you know, there is an etiquette. It goes without saying for, you know, both the couple and the guests that there are specifics that we all kind of need to follow to make the wedding day as magical and as memorable for the couple and for the guests. So, you know, if the couple decides to elope and they've informed their guests of their initial larger scale wedding, um, then they just need to let their guests and suppliers know as early as they can and, and be as honest as they can. You know, guests attending your wedding day may have had to organise transport, book ACOM, hire babysitters, take days off work if, you know, you've got a midweek wedding, you know, even purchase outfits. So the earlier that you notify your guests, the better it will be for them to reshuffle their own situations, you know. As a couple, though, you don't have to apologise for the situation. You don't need to apologise for scaling back 
your guest list. This The situation is what it is. I've had clients of mine and even private messages from brides that I don't know telling me how bad that they feel about the situation for their guests and they feel really guilty. And I just keep saying to them, like, none of this is their fault. Um, you can feel as bad as anything about the situation. However, it doesn't change where you're sitting and all your loved ones will understand this, um, you know. Should you not want to specifically tell your guests that you're actually eloping, so you want to keep it as a bit of a secret, then I'd suggest you just let them know that your wedding is either on hold until further notice or it's been cancelled due to the circumstances. Again, if your guest hasn't been living under a rock, they're going to understand this, you know. And I suppose from a from a couple point of view, this goes for your suppliers too. So the suppliers you've booked on your wedding day, you've got to let them know the situation, let them know as early as you can, and they'll work with you to be able to deliver an amazing day. Albeit maybe not your original idea, but you know, they want to help you produce the best day for you as well. So they'll always be on hand to help you out. Great. And um, how do you make an elopement special? And what are the tiny details you would consider including um, if you were to have an elopement? Lumens are so special. So to think that, you know, think that you're only having your very, very nearest and dearest, it's got something pretty magical about it, I think. So there are so many ways to make an elopement or intimate event meaningful and special, you know, as meaningful as a traditionally full or traditionally normal wedding would be. So, you know, for example, for a couple of hours, who I really hope kind of won't register that this episode may be about them. Um, have decided to elope and they've told their, their guests though. Um, we're actually getting their family and friends together before the fact to make a video for them saying their speeches um, that they were originally going to say on the couple's wedding day and then what we're going to do for the couple is stream it on a projector for them while they're enjoying just a nice quiet dinner for the two. I'm so excited about this for them. You know, I think it's something really special. It's something really memorable for both, you know, their guests to be involved in and for them to receive. And, you know, I really hope they're going to find it as special as their loved ones did to make the video. So little things like that. It's the little things that count. I know that sounds a bit cliche, but play the song that you're originally going to have as you're walking down the aisle, you know. But yeah, get your entertainment to come and still perform it with you. We've had elopements where um, it's just been the bride and groom and they've had their acoustic performance there throughout, you know, their dinner, which has been beautiful. I know. And we've seen Toby Toby, who we're actually interviewing in a um, future episode. Um, They've been used numerous times um, Mm. for elopements that we've seen um, that look amazing as well. And the kind of couple have just sat there and enjoyed them playing, which looks amazing. Yeah. See, it's those things that you're always going to remember. Have a first dance, you know, share your ceremony vows like you would as if you had a crowd of guests watching you on. You know, elopements don't need to mean that you lose all the wedding day traditions. I just think you need to either, you know, chat to your planner and see how they can help you achieve on the moments. And um, one thing though, and the question had popped up lots of times, is do I still wear my wedding dress? I know we've had so many questions regarding that. Um, A lot of people have kind of asked, do I trade in my initial formal wedding dress and get something a little bit more downplayed, Um, you know, or what what do you think that they should do? Oh my God, don't don't change your dress. No, Um, I reckon regardless of the circumstances, 
doesn't matter about you, you, the way that your wedding is going to go or your guest size, even if it's just you and, part, you're, you and your partner, your wedding dress is still your dress, you know, look back at photos and you, no one looking at your photos will, will really know that your event was any less formal than you'd first anticipated. And, you know, you had to change to a micro style of wedding. Okay. That's okay. But I really do believe that regardless of anything, you, sh- you know, your dress should be a complete standout just as you should the bride be. So not nah, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how do couples get excited for their elopement? Um, when they initially had planned a big day, I know so many people are feeling so um, kind of deflated and devastated that they can't have the initial wedding that they had planned. You know, how do you get positive and excited about it? I know it's so hard. It, it really is. It really is tough, but you have to make sure that when you're talking about the wedding or when you're making decisions, you're surrounding yourself with positive you practical make sure that they're practical because you know you need to be that's that's life but positive people and sadly a pandemic can kind of show who are and who aren't part of your friends and family so secondly enlist if you can the help of a wedding planner um I just think it'll make the best you'll be able to make the best and most informed decisions of your situation you know they're on the ground they're across all relevant details as they come to light so you won't miss a beat there investing in their services or like we chatted about earlier in this episode and on the day coordinator um as early as possible will also help you to be able to reap the benefits so you know they'll they'll have speedy contact with suppliers. You'll have limited loss of money. They'll be able to give you the best, most consistent roadmap, things like that, you know. As much as we all, and it's your vendors included, sometimes just want to, we all want to curl up in a ball and drink some champagne and not talk to anyone and, you know, we all want to do it. Keep a le- Keeping a level and positive attitude I think is so important. You know, a lot of couples are essentially grieving what would have been um you know their wedding day at the moment and I think that's totally okay like it's shattering and it's such a disappointing time for so many with so much energy money time effort everything having gone into planning a wedding that they are now potentially not going to go ahead it's it's really hard but I think panicking or making you know any rash or pressured decisions is not going to help the couple um, it's not going to help their bank balance either. So, you know, I say you've got to find a friend, a positive one, um, bitch, you know, complain, cry, hate, feel all the feels, but keep going because at the end of the day, you are marrying your one true love and that's the most important part. So take a deep breath, mourn the loss of the day that you, you know, you thought you may were going, you were going to have and then begin a new celebration. I think, you know, one that, is for the day that you will be having, which is really important. Amazing. Thank you so much for all your expert advice. Um, If you're having an elopement, make sure that you tag us um, in the You and Me podcast on Instagram. Um, We would love to see your photos and images. Um, And also, if you're planning an elopement, make sure you join um, the Bridal Journey COVID Brides there's lots of questions going up daily from brides who are facing the same challenges. So I'm sure that they would love to help you out in that community. And a final note, make sure you subscribe to our um, podcast. Um, And we would love it if you could give us a rating. 
preferably a five-star rating um, and this keeps us going and um, creates a motivation to keep providing content for you. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. And we'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.